you know, starting to eat gluten again, I'm finding that two things that I really missed are Ritz crackers and Hawaiian rolls. I don't just sit around eating them all the time, but when I do, I savor every flippin' bite. And I'm probably, (laughs) I'm going to try to make some this weekend, my own homemade Hawaiian rolls. Oh, yeah. Welcome to our podcast, uh, where we talk about food, yummy, and also paranormal and true crime yeah, and neighborhood a drama. A little bit of dabble in that. Um, that's Bree, and that's Amy, and uh, this is what's with the neighbors. What's with the neighbors? We're one episode away from episode, episode 50. fifty. Oh man, what ep- man? I don't even know what story I'm doing yet. I know, me either. I know what I'm doing for our year story anniversary story oh yeah which is 52 right yes we decided that right yes 52 but uh that makes so much sense to me because there's 52 weeks in a year correct but i thought we decided we were going to share a story or did we nix that oh yeah that's right we don't have to do that we could do it for next for 50 yeah we should do that for 50 yeah because i need um more time for my one story okay i think i know what i'm doing for 52 but for 50 i didn't know what i was gonna do so yeah it's been one that people it's overdone but i wanted to do it so it's not who you think it is don't worry about it it's not ted bundy i was about to say is is it ed hundy does it rhyme with ed hundy (laughs) no that's fair I'm really excited for Ted Bundy. Do you want to tell your story first? Or you told your story first last week. Yeah, I'll tell my neighborhood story first. Okay. Let's see. We know last week's episode was super long, you guys. Sorry. We're not sorry. Also, sorry for it being really freaky and just a lot. It was a lot last week, so... It was a super heavy story, so we're trying not to, or a super heavy episode, so we're trying not to make it as heavy this week. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to go lighter on the weight. Yeah. (laughs) As I'm looking at my story, I'm like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this says, meanwhile, in Ranchero, Cordova, California. This is on Nextdoor app. Okay. And I, I don't think I've done this one yet. I've had this one saved for a very long time, but I don't remember doing this one. Okay. All right, so it starts off, so embarrassing with, you know, the emoji with the hand over the face. Uh-huh. I just want to say thank you to the lady that walked with me this morning with both our dogs. I did not realize that you were not the gal I was supposed to be walking with. Just this week, I joined a walking group, and today was my first day. When I ran into you, I really thought you were the gal I was supposed to oh, be no. meeting. I did not mean to stalk you all the way to your house. And thank you for listening to my crazy life story about my broken computer and teaching first grade and distance uh, learning. All I know is she teaches fifth grade in Ranchero. As soon as she walked into her house, Jody, the lady I was supposed to be meeting, called asking if they had missed me. Oh, no. (laughs) Imagine my surprise when I realized I was walking and talking with a complete stranger. 
Anyway, thank you for walking with me. And if you know who you are, please PM me so I can assure you I'm not a total nutcase. And maybe you can start walking with the group, too. Sorry again. (laughs) (laughs) So awkward. That's so embarrassing. (laughs) I wonder if she called her by the name. Like, hey, Jody, what's up? And she's like, like, I'm just going to let this. Yeah, I'm just going to let that slide. I'm just going to be one of those people that's kind of like push it over. Like, okay. (laughs) Guess I'm Jody now. (laughs) Um. I don't know it. I know you've shared that story before. I have, but I don't know if it was on an episode that we ended up mixing. Well, I so, can share another one if you want. No, you're good. That yeah. was uh, great. It's it's okay to. Open, <laughs> I know read I've your stories. seen it a lot. I just don't. I don't remember. But yeah, there you go. If yeah. if you haven't heard it, you heard it again. Yeah, or it's new to you. Yeah, I I don't know if it was one that it ended up being in an episode where we had to redo or not. But <clears throat> I remember hearing it. It's so hard to keep track. It is. It really is. Send in your neighborhood stories, guys. People, please. <laughs> that is Come my on. wish is that one day we can just always tell listener neighborhood yeah, stories. That would be great. Come on, you guys. Get with the program. We all have crazy neighbors. Yeah. Tell I mean, us about like, them. Even like if your neighborhoods, if your neighbors set your, their fireworks off in the middle of the night <laughs> and you called the cops or something. Yeah. Or like. I don't know. You peed in the snow in their yard. Yeah. And made like a f bomb hand thing. I don't know. Did you use the doorbell do- ding dong ditch? Like, tell us about it. Yeah, we want to know. And you got caught. Yep. Also, just regular listener stories. We want to hear it all, guys. Yeah. So send them in. Wwtnpodcast at gmail dot com. Anyways, in case you don't stick around for the ending spiel. No, no, Jody. Please don't. No, Jody. I feel like we need, like, a protective cover to go over it. <laughs> Is it okay? It looks okay. I don't think he disturbed anything. No, it doesn't look disturbed, but... <laughs> Instantly gets on it. He's such a jerk. All right, so I'm going to tell you about Todd... Oh, I forgot to look up how to pronounce his name. Todd Cole. Clip. 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 Todd Clip. 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 It's K-O-H-L-H-E-P-P. So it'd be like Cole. Hep. Clip. Clip. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Todd Clip. Uh, uh, so Todd was born on March 7th, 1971 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida to the parents of Regina and William Sampsch. Sampsell. His parents divorced when he was just two years old, and actually, he didn't have much contact with his dad after that, his biological father, um, after the divorce. His mother remarried a year after the divorce, and his stepdad ended up adopting Todd in 1976. Aww. So. That's kind of weird. What? We were just talking about that. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Todd was known to be aggressive as a at a young age. He would destroy other kids' property and hit on hit other kids. And it may have been because he was actually being abused by his adoptive father. Yeah. So, 
uh, his mom ended up divorcing his stepfather, and she ended up marrying another man. She knew he was abusing him? Yeah, and so she's like, I can't do that. Yeah. And so she left him. But he had legally adopted him. Oh. So he had still had rights. rights. But he ended up just leaving. So, which was good. Um, The mom ended up marrying another man, then divorcing him, and then marrying another man, or marrying that same man again. So she was just like all over the place. Um, At nine, Todd was sent to a mental hospital for three and a half months and was described as explosive and preoccupied with sexual content. Oh my gosh. And he was only nine. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. when you said nine, I'm like, why did he get sent to a mental hospital? Poor yeah. Baby. He also was abusive to animals. He <gasps> shot a dog with no. a BB gun. No. And he killed a fish by drowning it. Not drowning what? it, but. <laughs> <laughs> like, like do like the air, like put it in the air, drowned it, drowned it with air. No, drowned he, drowned. he killed it with bleach. Oh my. That's worse. I know. But you, I wrote drowned it and drowned it in bleach. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. Why, why is that? Oh. <laughs> because you can't drown a fish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. Okay. So his mom was struggling with controlling Todd. She knew that he was just not a great kid. Um, So she decided, you know what? You can go live with your biological father. And so she set him to go live with his dad um, in 1983. And his dad had a collection of guns and girlfriends. Oh, no. Uh, His dad... Dad's gun collection rubbed off onto Todd, and he worked odd jobs to save up money and start his own gun collection. His dad and his mom, uh, his dad and him, bonded over blowing things up as well and making bombs. It's, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, that sounds really fun. It's giving great <laughs> memories. I, 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 I too used to blow things up with fireworks. Yeah, it's a blast. Pun intended. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, that's as deep as their their relationship got was blowing things up and bonding over you guns. Blow some shit up, Dad. Yeah. You. Uh, Todd ended up resenting his father for always spending time with his girlfriends, um, which caused Todd to start asking to go back to his mom's. But his mom was like, no, honey, you can't. I'm busy. Because she didn't want him. Aww. Well, he was, like, he was a lot to handle, so yeah. it's really sad, but she was like, no, yeah. always making up reasons why he couldn't return to her. On November 25th, 1986, two days before Thanksgiving, Todd kidnapped a 14-year-old girl in Temp, Arizona. How old was he? 15. Oh. He was only 15 years old. Uh, he threatened her with a 22 revolver, brought her back to his home, tied her up, taped her mouth shut, and then raped her. Oh, no. He Todd. Wa- but he was a gentleman because he walked her back home. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it right. Yeah. It, it, <clears throat> yeah. Two wrongs make it right. Uh, so he said he would kill her younger siblings if she told anyone what oh, he did. no. And, Thank- of course, she's only 14, so yeah. she's like... But, thankfully, she did tell somebody. Okay, good girl. Yeah. And uh, he was charged with kidnapping, sexual assault, and committing a dangerous crime against children. 
He was sentenced to 15 years in prison and had to register as a sex offender. Dang, that never happens. What? Rapists actually going to prison? For 15 years. For a decent amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yep. So at the time. Was that Arizona? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Arizona's pretty tight on that kind of stuff. I'm sure. Um, At the time, he was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And actually had an above-average IQ of 118. Oh, that's never good. Yeah. So the dude was smart. You've got to be afraid of the smarty pants. Yeah. But yet you're not afraid of me, and I don't understand why. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. (laughs) So the judge in the case said Todd was a very bright man and should be advanced academically, but behaviorally and emotionally dangerous and likely could not be rehabilitated. Habilitated. Okay. So his mom actually wrote his probation officer explaining Todd felt guilty for his crime and asked the officer to be easy on him. Which, okay, so you won't take your son back. Yeah, but what? But we're defending him? Where's the line? So while in prison, Todd racked up a few violent acts. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, but once he turned 20, he was like, nope. 20 years old, new year, new me. He was, like, on the straight and narrow. Uh, He also earned a degree in computer science while in prison. At 30 years old, Todd was released from prison in 2001 and moved to Spartanburg, South Carolina. Do you know where that is? Yeah. Uh, Where his mom lived. In South Carolina. Not South Carolina. You're so white. Okay, Brie. South Carolina. It's ca- South Carolina. South Carolina. There's no O in that. It's South Carolina. All, all my Carolinians out Carolina. there. Carolina. It's Carolina. Carolina. We're lazy. We don't uh, like pronun- pronunciating the whole thing. Pronouncing the whole thing. <laughs> Georgia. So. North Carolina. Georgia. Florida. Florida. Holt. 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 <laughs> Sounds like you're saying hope. Oh, who goes there? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So he got a job as a graphic designer for two years, and then in 2003, enrolled at the University of South Carolina Upstate. One of his teachers claimed that he was a bright student and did not observe any violent streak. He graduated in 2008, me too, but from high school, and bachelor of science degree in business administration marketing. Uh, Despite being a registered sex offender, Todd managed to get his real estate license because he lied about his felony charges on the application. You can't be a real estate agent if you have sex, if you're a sex offender? It makes sense. Man. Well, I I guess you're going inside of a random house. Yeah, and meeting all those people. Yeah. I don't know. You can't do a lot of things. When my dad was a real estate agent, we can go into any house that we wanted to. It was so cool. I bet. Yeah. And there's a lot of rich houses. Oh, that was so much fun. I love looking on Zillow. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. So he also built built his own real estate firm that had dozens of agents working for him. He also became the top selling agent in the Carolina region. He also went off, I'm just, this is like a little brag post for him, I guess, or brag corner. He went off and got his pilot license and purchased several properties out of state. 
In May of 2014, he purchased nearly 100 acres of land located Mm. in an area nine miles from the community of Moore for $305,632 and fenced the whole thing, which cost him $80,000. Oh, my gosh. I I like that you got the cost in there. Oh, I, I had to. Yeah. Like, I want to know. I want yeah. to know how much it costs to do that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it was that's a lot bananas. of That's a lot of things. It's, like it's like a zoo. That's you could put a you could put some zoo animals in there. You really could. Yeah, you probably fenced in a couple deer and pigs. Yeah, pigs, 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 pigs. Okay, oil, oil. <laughs> this is a fun game for me. <laughs> and um, now I'm not getting made fun of for talking. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's how your accent is, and that's okay. All right. I'm not ashamed of it. I know you're not. (laughs) I'm ashamed I said that. (laughs) Um, Many of Todd's friends and coworkers said that Todd was very hardworking. He would sometimes act creepy. Like uh, one of the bankers he worked with said that he would catch Todd watching porn at work. Oh, uh, there's not, there's, that's not. I mean, it is his own firm. I mean, but uh, yeah, but you should probably do that at home. Like, yeah. it's fine. You do whatever you want to do, but yeah. do it in the privacy of your own home. Yeah. Uh, one lady said that he was super nice, but would sometimes say something, he would sometimes say something sexual in their conversation. Ew. Which would rub her the wrong way. Uh, he would find a reason to bring up his firearm collection, like, at any chance he got. But then some people, you know, so, like, people are saying that he's nice. But then other people were like, no, he was incredibly rude and was always angry and condescending. So it, I guess it just depended on who you right. talked to and probably if you're a woman or not. Yeah. Um, and then a Waffle House that he would frequent. Uh, in Rosebuck. Oh, God, I miss Waffle House. <laughs> his behavior creeped out the waitresses so much that the cook, the male cook, ended up just starting taking his orders because oh. he just was too creepy for the waitresses. Jeez, that's bad. Yeah. Because, like, waitress, like, especially at Waffle House, they're used to that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're getting all the drunks in and stuff. Yeah. But, like, this guy comes in, they're like, oh, no, nope, nope. we don't serve him. Creepy anymore. McGee, go get him. You're up. Yeah. So, this is why I wanted to share this story, because I I don't know why I want to, I don't know how to say this without no. sounding awful. I think it's funny, but uh, there's a profile on Amazon with the name of me. That was the person's name, was me. And if you click on the profile, it's linked to Todd's wish list on Amazon. So, the items under the me account had a list of reviews that they had made, and here are a few other reviews. So, he had, he had like, a Amazon wish list, like, for he, for him? Yeah, so it was his wish list. Okay. But the account was, like, it, so you know how you can label the wish list? Yeah. It was under his name. Okay. But the Amazon account, review account... Or Amazon account was, the name was me. That's weird. Yeah. So, like, the name of the list was his name. Yes. But the account itself was me. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, here's a few <clears throat> of these reviews. Um, for a Pentagon fixed blade, 
I'm just gonna like label. I'm gonna like say the name of the item mm-hmm. and then his the review. So for a Pentagon fixed blade, haven't stabbed anyone yet, yet. But I am keeping the dream alive, and when I do, it will be a quality tool like this. Okay. Uh, you or, know, <laughs> I guess he'll be putting a second review in there whenever he uses it. Follow up. Yeah. Yeah. So for a stroke gas chainsaw. Works excellent getting the neighbor to stand still while you chase him with uh, chase him is hard enough without having an easy to use chainsaw. What? For a hidden shackle padlock. Works great. Also, if someone talks back, go old school on them by putting this in a sock and beating them. What? You know this is not normal, right? (laughs) They will not appreciate the hardened steel like you will. Works great on shipping containers, too. What? So, for some sort of mag... I don't know what type of... It said, like, the type of magazine. Is this online that you could see? I don't... I think they've been removed by now. Okay. Because this was... What? A while ago. But, um, there's screenshots if you... Like, Google it. You oh can see the screenshots God. of it. So, for a magazine clip, works great on Magpul 762 as pictured. Save your hands. What? High security padlock set. Now my locks have locks. Place is Hotel California now. What? For combat application tourniquet. Haven't used it. Hope I don't. Meaning, like, hope I don't need yeah, to. Yeah, I hope I don't hope I don't get stabbed by my victim in the leg and I don't need a tourniquet. Yeah. For a folding shovel, keep in your car when you have to hide the bodies. Oh, what? And you left the full-size shovel at home. Oh, I Does hate not- when that happens. This is awful. <laughs> this part. Does not come with a midget. <laughs> which would have been. Which would have been. <laughs> which would have been nice. <laughs> You know, they just don't make them like that anymore. Nope. (laughs) Another padlock. Solid locks. Have five on a shipping container. Won't stop them, but sure will slow them down till they're too old to care. What? A survivalist medical. What? Yeah. A survivalist medical desk reference book. Hope I never need it, but I got it. And an LED weapon light mount. Own three of these. Excellent. So, if you haven't caught on, he's reviewing the items that he is purchasing from Amazon that he's using on his victims. Todd is known as the Amazon review killer. Oh. So. That's not good, but. No. What? Yeah. You just put everything on there. You just blasted. But, like, when you're reading it, like. I make jokes like that. You make jokes yeah, like Yeah, because there are a lot of funny Amazon reviews too. Yeah. But this guy is like being serious and people are taking it as a joke, I'm sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're probably like, Oh, get 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 a get a look at this. Like yeah. this is hilarious. So on August thirty first, Kayla Brown and her boyfriend, Charles David Carver, were reported missing. Their last known location was on was one of was on one of Todd's properties where they were hired to remove brush. So they were reported missing, but what led interest into their disappearance was when they were 
there were posts on Charles' Facebook account that was just, like, they're odd, out of character for Charles. So they were like, let's look in to see where this guy is. Like, where they were last supposed to be. I wonder what the posts were. I don't know. Like, uh... I'm fine. Everything's yeah, fine. Or, um, I like chocolate. I don't know. It was just out of character for him. Okay. So, on November 3rd, 2016... Kayla was found chained to the wall inside a metal storage container on Todd's property. Oh, my gosh. And a few days later, her boyfriend's body was found in a shallow grave on the property. He had been shot several times, and their vehicle was found in a ravine covered in brush. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Todd's mother's response to him killing the boyfriend was, he he was shot for having a really smart mouth. Let's make excuses for your murder child. Wait, wait, wait. wait. She said, uh, the Char- Charles or Charlie was shot because he had a smart mouth. And Todd, so that, so Todd shot him. That doesn't make your, that doesn't make your son look good. Yeah. Or you. Yeah. Why are we defending him? Yeah. Uh, and then she also said that. Todd kept Kayla captive because she did not do anything wrong and didn't want to hurt her, but had to keep her because she witnessed Todd shoot Charles. Your chance for being there for your son is long gone. Yeah. Like, he, he's done. Like, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you missed it. Yeah. And it just makes you look icky. Yeah. So, he also raped her several times and showed her the graves and other Ew. bodies to intimidate her to stay. Oh, my gosh. So, two days later, after being interrogated, Todd led the police to a site where two more bodies were found. The victims were Johnny Coxie and his wife, Megan McGraw. Both had been reported missing in December of 2015, so this was the year prior, Uh, and they were both shot several times. The couple were hired by Todd to work on his property, and they were only able to be identified by their tattoos. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Todd then told police about murders that he had committed back in 2003. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He um, was younger. He was a lot younger then. Yeah, he was. He had just gotten out of prison. Okay. So, he, he okay. He was an adult. By two years. Right. Yeah. So, uh, on November 6th, inside of a motorbike shop uh, called Superbike Motorsports in Chesney, Four victims were shot. The owner, Scott Ponder, the manager, Brian Lucas, the mechanic, Chris Sherbert, and the bookkeeper, Beverly Guy, the owner's mother. Uh, He had gone in through the back, shot the mechanic while he was working, then killed Beverly in the showroom. He walked over to the main doorway where he killed the manager and then shot the owner to death in the parking lot. Oh, my gosh. Um... And this, so this had gone, like, it was a cold case. It had not been solved at all until he admitted to so it. so crazy that he's not, he didn't get caught. I know. Um, the owner's wife said that Todd had been in their shop multiple times and was not a happy customer. This was kind of funny. Uh, he had attempted to return a motorcycle there that he had purchased, but the employees had laughed at him and would not allow him to return it. And... Was embarrassed and they embarrassed him for not knowing how to ride a motorcycle. 
<laughs> so that was the words from his mother. Obviously, the sh- the wife isn't going to say, like, oh, yeah, we embarrassed him. But that's what his mom said. There's Making an excuse. excuse. Yep. So, obviously, Todd was arrested. Um, and he only confessed to those other murders in exchange for being allowed to talk to his mommy, give her a photograph, and transfer money to the college fund of a friend's child, which is interesting that he Yeah. Would, I mean, obviously, he knows he's going away for a long time. But, but, like, why would you give money to another, to a child? I don't know. Was it your child? Oh, I didn't even think about Maybe that. Maybe he raped her. Ew. Sorry. You're so right, though. Um, when he met with his mom, it was when he, that's when he confessed to the other killings and kidnapping. So the motorcycle shop killings were known to the public, but one, because obviously, like, a lot of times murders will confess to murders that they didn't do. Um, but they didn't know, the public didn't know that every, all those people were shot one time in the forehead. Oh my and that's what he said to them. So that was the way that they were able to link him to those murders. Right. Uh, multiple weapons were found on Todd's property. Lots of guns and silencers. So he couldn't have been making it up. It Correct. was likely that he wasn't making it Correct, up. Correct. Because he told something that the he public knew how, didn't. how they died. Yeah. Uh, multiple weapons were found on Todd's property. Lots of guns and silencers. Since he wasn't able to obtain guns because he was a convicted felon, the police were like, he obviously purchased these guns illegally, which, shocker. Yeah. Uh, how did he get these weapons? Uh, Dustin Lawson was an acquaintance of Todd's, and in 2012 to 2016, he sold at least 12 guns, five silencers, and five silencers to Todd. When he would purchase them, he obviously lied and said that they were for himself, and uh. Dustin pled guilty to 36 federal firearm charges and was sentenced to eight years and three months in prison, and he's scheduled to be released on November 12, 2024. I uh, he got time. Yeah. Like, they they really, like, I I'm, did a good job. Uh, did a really good job in this story <clears throat> of justice. Do, getting justice yeah. for, yeah. Everybody got in trouble. Yep. Uh, Todd also confessed to his mother that there were more victims, and when she asked how many, he stated, you don't have enough fingers, <gasps> which is so sad. Oh, my gosh. Um, and he said that the, he did kill somebody in Arizona when he was there when he was a child. Oh, my gosh. A teenager. Uh, so the temp police department started an investigation into Todd's claim that he said to his mom, uh, focusing on cold cases between the time Todd would have been in, living in Arizona with his father. However, there's been no definitive link between Todd and the killings that had been established. Right. Um, in t- December of 2017, Todd wrote to the Spartanburg Herald Journal claiming he had more victims that had not been discovered. Relatives of the motor shop shooting filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Todd, and on December 1st, Kayla filed a civil lawsuit against him. I mean, the guy has money. Yeah. So, good for them. Yeah. On May 26, 2017, Todd Todd pled guilty to seven counts of murder, two counts of kidnapping, and one count of criminal sexual assault, and was sentenced to seven consecutive life sentences (laughs) without the possibility of parole. 
Jeez. Which was, a, he pled guilty as a plea bargain uh, to prevent him from the death penalty. Okay. And in August 2020, some of Todd's belongings went up for auction, and the money from the auction was donated to the victim families. Oh, good. I love when that happens. Yeah, me too. Jeez. Like, stick it to the man. The murderer man. So he's, he's still alive. He's not, he's not getting the, he's not, he didn't get the death penalty. No, he didn't get, because he pled guilty as okay. a, as a bargain. Right. But, so he is living life in jail. Where? I am, I knew you were going to ask me this. I don't know where. I, it I only asked because you said South Carolina. Well, in the articles that I was reading, it said, but I didn't write it. I don't know why. Normally I do. That was a good one. Uh, and another thing is a lot of times that they end up transferring them out of state. Okay, yeah. That's so, true. So to prevent, like, if people hear about it in the news and stuff like that. Yeah. So he might be somewhere else. Dang. That was a good one. Yeah. The, the Amazon. Amazon review killer. That's, that's, that just blows my mind that he posted all that. Yeah. On And no one. But like you said, like, people could be playing it off like it's a joke. Like Yeah. Like, like I would think it would be funny. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we all have we all have sick minds to some extent, guys. So yeah. I mean it's it's funny, but at the same time, like it's not funny when it actually happened. Like there's a reason behind it, like a real reason. So that's wild. That's yep. a good one. I liked it. Okay. Um, tell me a spooky story. Yeah. So since this week was everybody's first week of school, I. Haven't done a, I don't think I've done a haunted school yet. I don't think you have, but then I'm not positive about yeah, anything right I'm now. Not sure. I don't know. There aren't a lot of haunted schools out there. I hope or not. Or it's hard to find a haunted school, I guess. I, I should say there's probably a lot of haunted schools, but they probably don't let people go in there and, like, investigate oh, them. Oh, yeah. Because of it looks bad, I guess. Did it – was it a mental hospital you did? Didn't it used to be – a school at one point nope hmm. never mind sorry nope i know they had kids at a lot of the mental hospitals where they had like a kid's children's room it was hmm. decorated for christmas i think it was rolling hills that's uh, one. i don't know i'm just like i don't know <clears throat> i don't know either i don't think so i don't think okay anyway i don't think i've done a school carry on carry on cheerio Cheerio. So I'm going to tell you about the Lady on the Hill, a.k.a. El Paso High School, oh. um, home of the Tigers. Rawr, rawr. Uh, so the El Paso High School was built in 1916, becoming the first school in El Paso and the oldest operating, continuously operating high school in the city. So it's still, still a school. Yeah. Um. It sits along the mountainside overlooking the whole city, which is why they gave her the nickname Lady on the Hill. Uh, the school occupies 9.5 acres of land, and it was designed with a, like, a Greco-Greco-Roman architecture. Uh-huh. has, like, tall pillars on the outside and, Ooh. like, marble floors inside. Whoa. It's, it's a super fancy-looking freaking school. Like, it, it is so fancy. They it looks put like some money that into would be, it. Yeah. It's like one that would be featured in a movie or something, and you're like, no one goes to a school like that. Right. And it's four stories, too. Whoa. Yeah. Whenever it was built, it costed around uh, $500,000, which would be around $13,590,642.20. Jeez. 
that Jordy says is important. That is very important. So that's what it would be like today. Like that's a that's an expensive school. There is not one state in this country that would spend that much on a school no. right now. No, absolutely not. I mean, I feel like that would be stupid. Well, it wouldn't it's be not. stupid. It's not. It's but not stupid. They would think it's stupid. Yeah. They'd be like, do it the cheapest way as possible it's, so I, I mean, can save money. It's expensive when you think about like all the stuff that you're gonna have to add into it, like yeah. boards and like books and stuff. So yeah. I mean, schools are already like low on money, so they always get the bottom of the Yep. Totem pole, I guess. Yep. Uh so the ground floor, I said it was four it's four stories. The ground floor is like below the street level, the second floor is at street level. And it goes all the way to the fourth. So there's a basement. Yeah. Okay. Always. Always. Uh, lastly, the school has a gigantic stadium. It's like a concrete stadium. Oh. And it can seat 12,000 people. That's so it's many people. huge. It's like you see this giant high school like on top of this mountain area with all these pillars. And then in front of it, you see this like concrete stadium under like in the ground. Oh, that's it's cool. gorgeous. What's so it, okay, what's this lady on the hill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up. Uh, El Paso High School. Okay. So um, it was the first one of that size built in the country. Um, so no not kidding. long after opening in 1922, the school was actually renamed Sam Houston High School temporarily by the Ku Klux Klan. Or I oh. guess it was voted by them. I don't Ooh, know how it all worked. That's cringy. Um, and it was named after the governor, Sam Houston. However, the, a year later, it was protested to be changed back. I don't know why. I don't know what the deal was with the Ku Klux Klan. I don't, I don't know. I don't know okay. how they got the rights to do that. But This is, okay, I'm sorry. This is not how I picture the school. Isn't that a pretty high school? It is so it's gorgeous. so pretty. Like, I, I bet a lot of people go there to get, like, pictures done. No kidding. It's really fancy. How is this? There's no way. It's a thirteen million dollar high school. <laughs> it it looks like a university. Yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought too. I'm, it looks like a college. That's what I thought too. Yeah, it, like a really nice, prestigious college. Yeah, um, one of the one like a like Harvard or yeah. Princeton or something. Wow, I, don't know. I want my kid to go to school here, but not in mm. yeah, not in El Paso. Not in El Paso. Uh, so also the school was the first in the state to offer foreign language classes, uh, music classes, and also have an ROTC program, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1980, the El Paso High School was placed on the National Register. And, uh, yeah. So, being that this school is over 100 years old, it has many stories and many sure. legends. Some true, some may not be. Yeah. But I'm going to go over them. Okay. Uh, so, these are just some strange things that have happened here or may have happened here. Uh, evidently, the school's basement was used as a morgue due to overflow of corpses during the Second World War and the Spanish flu outbreak of 1918. Okay, that makes sense, but... Ugh. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> uh, don't mind, there's dead people downstairs. Uh, just don't go down there. On the left, you'll find the biology class. On the right, this is uh, 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 Professor Spencer's classroom. And then, uh, if you go down those stairs right there is when all the dead... Don't, don't mind those. Don't, don't mind, mind the smell. Don't, don't, don't mind the smell. It's fine. It's just the Spanish flu. It's fine. It's fine. Also, wear a mask. <laughs> also, wear a mask. <laughs> Hazmat suit. Yeah. Uh, also, back in 1920, there was a bad snowstorm, which lost the teachers and students in the school. 
um because the roads were unsafe to yeah. go into so they kind of had like a lock-in which is pretty That's freaking fun. cool yeah um i would love that to happen to me when i was in a mall i would i would just love to stay the night in a mall or walmart or something and that just go play fun. with everything yeah just go play. I just want to go play. I just want to go play. That's like my dream. I want to get locked into like a giant convenience store. JC Penny, maybe. Anyway, if we You're can rent such a dork. <laughs> if we could rent one out one day, that would be cool. So, you know what? JC Penny's would be fun because then you could sleep on the beds. Yeah, and then yeah. they have like the camp setups and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Games, okay, that would TVs. be so much fun if you were able to like use the stuff. Like, yeah. Open or it you up could and just play more games. An entire mall and take advantage of like the food court. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Yeah. See, see. Now everybody else has the same idea. So. Mall lock in. Mall what lock in. What's with the neighbors? Wall mall lock in. Uh, twenty thirty vision board. Twenty thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give some time. <laughs> we gotta make sure we have a mall that's actually open to do this in. <laughs> Correct. And willing to let us do that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh. So. They they were bored during it, and so they decided to explore the school, the people that were in there. Yeah. And so they went into the school basement, and they found some tunnels. Oh. Um, down there, there was a brick wall that was kind of, like, crumbling. So they are like, hey, let's go. Let's try to get into it. <gasps> no. So they were able to break through and crawl in, and they found – wait for it. This, is no. the, this one freaks me out the no. most. It's not what you're thinking. It's worse. They found two completely sealed off classrooms that were still set up with desks and books. And one of them even had like stuff in there from when students had been in there. Like it was all perfectly set up. There were like candy wrappers on the floor, Coke bottles, algebra notes, personal belongings. And the other one was just like completely like set up for students with nothing in there. Um, But they were just set up and blocked off. No one goes down there or anything. No one so knows why. So this was down in the basement. Yeah, and behind still there a apparently too. Wall. Yeah, they don't know why. They have no idea why. Isn't that weird? That's really freaky. Like, are they using it for like an experiment or something? Are they like experimenting on children in there? And like, I don't know. I just think of Stranger Things, like with Eleven, and maybe they're doing some sh- stuff oh, like that during the Cold I hate War and that. stuff. I could like think like maybe it was like they were hiding and but they did classroom. Yeah, like had a class, but well, they say that the tunnels are down there because of it was like a bomb shelter during the World War. Interesting. So, so I mean that that makes sense, but like. Why do you have classrooms down there that are just like completely set up and yeah. they haven't been cleaned? Like, that's so pick weird. up the baby roof, pick, pick up the baby roof, <laughs> <laughs> baby roof. Um, um, it's rumored that in 1922, <laughs> a teenage girl, you're fine, uh, committed suicide by slitting her wrists <gasps> and throwing herself off the balcony. No, honey. Yeah. Uh, another story, another teenage girl, a cheerleader, apparently committed suicide also by jumping off the fourth floor bathroom uh, after her boyfriend dumped her the bathroom? night before prom. Yeah. She jumped out the bathroom window. Oh, out the bathroom yeah. window. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's so yeah. sad. No. Prom. Like, why would you dump your girlfriend before prom the night before? What a jerk. He had plans to go with someone else, I'm assuming. Because she wasn't going to give him the hanky-panky afterwards. Probably. If he found Susie Miss Slutworth, and she's Susie like, Miss hey, Slutworth. I'll give it to you. 
sorry. <laughs> we do not <laughs> slut shame in this She's room. Like, I'm saving myself for marriage. And she's like, all right, fine. I'll go find someone else then. Susie. Su- Susie will. Well, Susie wears uh, nylons. <laughs> nylons? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was like Susie back in the day. Susie showed me her ankles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that back in the day, but yeah. <laughs> Um, it also in the late 1970s or early 80s, a former track uh, coach named Danny McKillop had returned to the school after uh, late night after a track meet. And while getting his possessions together and all the team was like getting everything together. Yeah. He had heard the tiger fight song going on. Oh, and he's like, OK, the team's cheering. He could hear people cheering like a pep rally. Yeah. And he heard it all coming from the second floor in the auditorium. So upon investigating, he went to the second floor. Everything was dark, and then he went to he got reached the doors to the auditorium, and when he grabbed them, they were locked. Uh huh. And the sound stopped. <gasps> so at some point during a football game, a player broke his neck and oh died, <gasps> and many claimed to see him running on the field. Oh, honey. Which is really sad. Whenever I was in high school, I went to Niceville High School. Um, I just saw that freshman. on the map earlier. Niceville? Yeah. Yeah. I, I went there for my freshman year. and uh, Do people, are people nice there? <laughs> That's what everybody asks. No, people are not nice there. I knew it. Sorry. People are so nice there. But, you know, a lot of the upper class kids went there who lived uh, in Destin. And I always felt out of place because they all had, like, fancy things and I didn't. Yeah. Um, but, uh a guy named Taylor Haugen died during a football game. Oh, he was like no. ruptured his spleen. <gasps> really sad. But there's a foundation for him and everything too. Oh, right that's now. cool. Yeah, yeah. It's really sad. <clears throat> um, little bit. Uh, while doing renovations to the auditorium, workers removed the steps, like to redo it. Mm-hmm. Um, they removed the steps leading to the stage, and underneath the steps were one or two books per step. Which, like, how would you, how would they get under there, first of all? Because they're completely underneath the step. Yeah. Like, underneath, like, nails and wood and everything. And it ended up being an entire set of Catholic encyclopedias. Oh, interesting. Odd. Someone's like, bless these steps. Bless do not do steps. anything here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, while at a, while, while there was a basketball practice going on, in the gym, two sealed doors leading to the tunnels suddenly slammed open. <gasps> no wind or anything. Um, so to prevent this from happening, the coach had ended up putting like a bench in front of it to yeah. st- just to keep them open. And they ended up continuing to oh my gosh. move. And the bench ended up getting flown or thrown like three feet away from the door. What the heck? Would scare the hell out of me. Yeah, I guess he like ended practice too. After that, he's like, "Okay, we're done." You know what? That's so. Somebody like, doesn't want us here. Um, it's it's the other. It's the ghost turn to play. <laughs> um, some paranormal occurrences. Uh, so the school doesn't really allow paranormal investigators to come, I guess. But some local ones have gone there. I watched a couple people on YouTube. Uh-huh. Um. So they've gotten a couple of small things, but it's mostly like students, like student teachers accounts. Oh, um, okay. So while at the school late one night, a teacher saw a girl in an old blue dress, and it looked to be from like a prom uh, in the 40s or 50s, and oh. she was standing in the hall, 
and he went to tell her that you know she needed to leave she's not supposed to be there and whenever he approached her she faded away (gasps) and they're like maybe that's the girl girl. who committed suicide who's supposed to go to prom she maybe she (coughs) got her prom i know poor girl i know uh people have claimed to see a girl walking up the stairwell to the balcony and falling off the balcony oh my uh so many of people uh claim this that they actually blocked off the hallway going there oh like like an entire floor yeah you can apparently you can get into it but it's hard like you have to know how to get it get into it but it's blocked off so it's an entire floor yeah yeah it's an entire i I think it's the third floor because it goes to the fourth floor balcony whoa so So essentially it's like two floors i guess yeah or maybe they blocked (coughs) or maybe maybe it's the hallway leading to the fourth floor yeah i think it is and or there's the stairway to the fourth floor uh, in 1986, the graduation class that year took a picture and mixed in with the students and teachers is ended up like they saw a faded like young woman in white <gasps> um, and no one knows who she was and she didn't appear in the picture until it was actually developed. So like Whoa. she the negative picture like, you know, because you yeah. take the picture and like it's negative and then you develop it and it's positive, positive, <laughs> <laughs> developed. Yeah. Um, they didn't see anyone in there before until they processed it. And the picture's actually up in the trophy case there, too. Wow. So, it's she's, like, really fuzzy and faded, and people don't know who she was, and they didn't see her there. That's crazy. Hi, baby. Uh, also, people have heard sounds of pep rallies and other activities in the gym. You can hear the Tiger Fight song. Many people have claimed to have heard it. Oh, I hate that so much. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> rah, rah, ree, kick him in the knee. <laughs> rah rah rass kick him in the other knee uh a paranormal group i don't border- think that's how that song goes <laughs> <laughs> my sorry my pop pop used to always say that <laughs> uh borderland paranormal investigated the school it's like a smaller paranormal group i guess yeah and he claimed that while they once were there they caught something in the window and i guess it made like the news oh i didn't i couldn't find it though oh uh and also, he had said that he was using, uh, like, an app to talk with ghosts. Oh. And he was getting direct responses with who he believed was the girl who, the prom girl. hmm The prom queen. You're good. Uh, slamming doors often occur. Full body apparitions are often seen. And uh, that's it. That's the story of the El Paso High School. Oh, my god! A.K.A. the Lady on the Hill. I want to go there. That's so yeah. beautiful. It is we should so do a pretty. podcast um, show there, a uh, live show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In El Paso. Yeah. It's really, it's a big city. It's such a pretty uh, school. Like, that's yeah. so crazy how it, it looks like a university. Yeah, like it definitely does. It looks like an ancient university. Yeah. Like, Wow. It's very pretty. Do you want to hear a neighborhood story? <sighs> I guess. <laughs> so this is from uh, Facebook. The neighbor across the street feeds the stray cats outside. After he empties the food on their plate, he runs his fingers inside of the can and licks the remaining cat food off of his fingers. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds gross. Is that all? That's it. Ew. That's so gross. They're just like making a statement like, like yeah, my neighbor's um, weird. 
is there something wrong here? My neighbor's eating cat food. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I mean, cat food's not bad, but, you know, it is bad. It's bad now that I'm a grown-up. But, you know, when I was a kid, that shit was good. <laughs> it's got all the nutrition. All need. right. So, Rui was deprived as a child and had to eat cat food because... <laughs> Come here. Look at him. He's so cute. <laughs> Isn't he cute when he does that? He looks so cute. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we're going to head out. Um, you know where to listen. If you don't by now, we're on Spotify. Oh. Hi. Uh, and Leon says goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're on Spotify, Google, Amazon, uh, iTunes, and if you rate and review us, we really appreciate that. You can do that on Spotify and iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat, and that's at WWTN Podcast. We also have a Facebook group, which we s- are super fun in. We have some exclusive limited edition items in there right yeah. now that we are offering to sell to people, so... Uh, if you're not in that group, get in it, get in on the fun, uh, have a good time. And uh, we have a website, whatswiththeneighbors.com. And on there, you can find a link to everything that she just mentioned, including a link to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash WWTN podcast. And for uh, if you want to be on the donor bus for $3 a month, you can get our episodes early along with exclusive content and for five dollars a month you can get exclusive content and our videos unedited and videoed yet at all so that's it choo choo yep beyond that donor bus right there um and you miss a lot of content when you aren't yeah a a patreon yeah especially last week's yeah last week and you get a lot of cat action as well lots of cat action you get a lot of uh you can get exclusive episodes that we haven't had on the podcast yeah. so or on the other uh, streaming platforms. So check it out. Uh, feel free to slide into our DMs with any questions, comments, or story suggestions. Once a month, we strive to do listener stories. Um, paranormal, neighborhood, true crime, we want to hear it. Tell us about it. And that's at uh, – send those to wwtnpodcast at gmail.com. And have you checked in on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring Amy, Amy out. Jesse, come I on. got you. I got you. Okay. Thank you. What's with the neighbors? Oh, say hi to your uh, fur babies for us. 